guys. Welcome to the Let Me Call You Back podcast. This comedy podcast features Declan Brooks, my brother, and an aspiring stand-up comedian on our weekly phone calls. We talk daily happenings of life, ludicrous news, and comical interactions with others while out and about in the world. Please enjoy. Once you hear it from Babe's mouth, like from the, the mouth of lambs speaking, like, it makes sense. Marxism makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking That's about? That's what I'm saying, dude. Move this. Move that closer to you. What? The, the mic. Yeah. Crack another bit. I love that when they do it on podcasts. It's so... It's every time you hear a crack. It's like hearing a later flick from fucking... It's like listening to any Lil Wayne song. You're like, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. Like, Amelie, Amelie. <laughs> uh, we are back. We are live. We are in person again for another fun one here, my friends. Um, we have a friend of mine from the Philadelphia comedy scene here. First off, I want to introduce our, our lead anchor and board man. He does both. He's like a, sing- <laughs> he's like a singing drummer. Um, give it up for Raymond. Ray Brooks, my little brother. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, applause. For myself. He's coming off of a... A fresh uh, popper marathon. <laughs> he actually did a marathon while doing poppers. Um, I just like making fun. Is of that a? Would you do an entire marathon after poppers? Or no? Dude, I'm scared to do a chocolate milk mile. Ooh. I want to do one, like a beer mile. You ever seen those people? You do. No, it? I've never so heard like of that. On a on a high school track, yeah, a mile is four laps. So each lap, you'd chug a beer. I like, a how, you say, I like how you say that. Like, he has no idea what a mile is on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, look at him. He might not. Bro, I, love, I love drinking and being white trash. And my school doesn't have a chain link fence around it. Like, like yeah. they do in Philly. So, uh, who we, uh, make sure I say this uh, last name correctly. We have Adamus Warricus here. Warricus. Yeah. Warricus. Good thing you didn't practice whatsoever. Yeah, not at all. It's, not really, even it's really funny. Like, in the Philadelphia comedy scene, like, you have to like give reverence to like you cannot like fuck up and say a foreigner's name wrong that is not white or like really yes <laughs> any poc if you're if you get on and you like just start like yeah give it up for Ahmed they immediately get up there with it's very rude but then it's like oh he's white it's fine it's great we <laughs> so appearance wise you look incredibly white. I am white. <laughs> Your name, what is the, is, uh, is it goes by William at karaoke, actually, by the way. Yeah, I use my, I use my, I'm very nice to servers and people, anytime you have to give your name, I do, um, I do William because I'm lazy. So are you Greek? No, uh, that's Adonis. And I, th- is, I thought that was close, like there's something Moss. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's just really into Taco Bell, he lives uh-huh. Moss. <laughs> no, uh, my, 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 my name is uh, Lithuanian. Oh, okay. Nice, dude. Yeah. We're, th- we're Lithuanian. Hello, white dude. Yeah, we're actually Lithuanian. White as hell. The three of us and John C. Riley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. He's considered like There's no one that's actually proudly Lithuanian, actually. What? No, John C. Riley. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've never heard him talk about it. Does he talk about that a lot? He, he <laughs> identifies as an Irish Lithuanian actor, which is yeah. what I am as well. But <laughs> minus the actor. That's, <laughs> that's fucking interesting. I love John C. Riley. He's such a, a good actor across the board and everything. I mean Fuck people man. like people like his comedic chops, his dramatic performances are actually a lot better than you expect from him. <laughs> It's when he he can bring a dramaticness to a comedic role very well. If you've ever seen Cyrus, I don't know with that him, one. Jonah Hill, and Marissa Tomei. Okay, and Declan Marissa, does not like Jonah Hill. Oh yeah, that's, that's it's documented. Oh, that the guy's woke, a cool woke mind virus got you. <laughs> what the woke mind virus got no, you? No, this is before. You're Dude, jealous. Is before. I've been on this bandwagon for a long time. He's a he's a fat deserter. He turned on his. <laughs> he people. turned on us. He turned on his people and then acts like he's not one of us. He and then been Marlon Brando. He could have got fatter. Dude, I know. <laughs> But the thing was, it's like you're supposed to wear it proudly. Like I was one of you, and you guys could be like me That's too. That's what I'm talking, dude. Lizzo's about to do this. Yeah, she's about to go on that journey and just turn on all of them. <laughs> we were talking about last week. How we we're like, imagine being a self-hating fat. You bitches are all fat. I'm skinny. Fuck you. <laughs> That's about. I I used to be fatter. Uh, pop, I'm yeah. like two sixty, two seventy five area oh, right now. Oh yeah. Which I, I carry. Yeah. <laughs> and like it works out, but like. <laughs> what? I get up near 300. It's just like shit. I, Ooh. I, uh, that kid last night we were hanging out with from that book, dude. All right, we did karaoke last night. Yeah. Um, we brought a kid along that I've only met, I think, last night for the first time. Did you know him, the other one? The kid that did Love Me Sexy and Holy shit. Fu- yeah. Oh, yeah. No, so that guy, that's is, a crazy move. He gets going up at mics and saying, like, 
kind of like just like you're not even being funny you're just being racist which is, <laughs> o- which is always hilarious he's from, from like, bucks county it's, it's like it's like being a fly on the wall at that point it's just like it's even better it's bro hilarious. we go to karaoke and uh we tell him what's going on he's like so like you go up there and you just sing over the recorded track of the words he's like we're like no dude you sing the words it's like an instrumental and he was like what and he's like, oh, well, I'm doing Love Me Sexy by Jackie Moon then. That was his fucking first song. He probably thought Jackie Moon was a real person. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's definitely. actually seen that movie. <laughs> like, yeah, he just doesn't know it's Will Ferrell. Yeah. Oh, hello, puppy dog. We have the infamous Roscoe with us as well. Roscoe the... Roscoe Dash. Roscoe Dash. <laughs> Roscoe Jenkins. He's here holding it down. We're in uh, Raymond's friend's house here, actually. We're recording the episode. He's dog-sitting for the week. Um, so... Right off the rip, what do you think? Like, it, what's what's the vibe here? Grandma's house. You think? What grandma do you know is this cool? <laughs> a lot of there's there's some pretty wicked awesome grandmas that have houses like this. I just like that there's a full liquor cabinet and there's a shit ton of Legos right yeah. here. Yeah, well, she's a bartender. I bartender. And there. there's anyway. a crab cracker holder, handmade. That's Looks like you, <laughs> so you know they they're from Baltimore. They have yeah. crabs here. <laughs> I know. So, Adamus, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are a Philly-based comic now. Um, Adamus is from Ohio. Oh. Yeah, I'm from I South. Th- I can, you look like you're from Ohio. <laughs> I said that to him last night. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, like, I have a couple of friends that moved here from Ohio, and they, I'm the not, same vibe. I am not, technically, I lived in Ohio. My dad is born on a military base in California, and my mom is from Philly. Oh, okay. So okay. it's like a bit of an asterisk on the Ohio thing. <laughs> Did you grow up your whole life there, though? Yeah, my my grand, my dad's whole family is from West Virginia. Like, it's like four or five nice. generations of, like, really stupid coal miners who all died in explosions or mine collapses. And That's fucking and, dope. And then I've got, like, some weird Native American thing in there as well. Like, it's like, we... <laughs> Yeah, I I like West Virginia, dude. I almost I, I an old lady almost took her teeth out and, and molested me at a, a VFW in West Virginia. Why why did she have to take her teeth out? She was making her moves. Oh. She was like, look at this, gummer. <laughs> I mean, she, I I met some really like nice like reformed meth heads in our area because like southern, south, southeast Ohio, south, south southwest and southeast Ohio are like pretty methy yeah there's like a whole period where just houses were all messed up. up like i don't know if you remember like the wave of like meth explosions that happened in a lot of areas i don't remember that but i, I worked get in it. fort wayne a lot yeah so like that borderlands yeah. the borderlands between southwest Indiana's southwest sad. that should not be a state yeah no nah, dude <laughs> game preserve can't believe yeah dude it should be it should just be like a, a farm for whites because that's what that place is i gotta be honest with you indiana's an interesting place man <laughs> yo i accidentally i'm there the one time uh for work and uh, I'm nefarious, so I always have to find weed somewhere. You know what I mean? I'm, yes. I'm, 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 I'm a crooked croc. So you're looking for Mexico. Crooked cop, obviously. <laughs> I, uh, the nearest place to get legal marijuanas at the time was north in, Mar- in Michigan. And I drove through the town that Jeepers Creepers was based on. Really? On that Indiana 9 going north into Michigan. The- Coldwater, Michigan. Let me find this real quick. I, I have a great pivot for uh, if you want to get, get scared because you drive around a lot. Yeah. Uh, do you oh. know? fucks me up dude do you know who her Mo- her bowmeister is who is her bowmeister he, i'm trying to figure out what road it was it's the i-70 murders okay and he was a serial killer uh that was just he literally did not even bother burying bodies he just left them everywhere he was just fast just murdering people all over indiana in ohio and like uh kentucky and all do that you know right? how many kill they don't know <laughs> wow he's got like a crazy so the Jeepers Creeper story was actually based on a, a murdering where a guy had a mental snap, killed his his wife and child. Sounds reasonable. Buried them in a pipe in the back of a church. A young couple saw him burying them, and he murdered them and went on a seven-state killing spree and killed 17 people I th- in a manhunt. When when year did that happen? Do you know? Like, like I, I want to say 40s, 50s, you know who's maybe. That probably inspired? There's a movie called uh, Badlands with Ter- by Terrence Malick. It stars Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek, the girl from Carrie. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And he literally goes on like, the exact murder spree really? that, like, by definition of what you just described. Well, so you know the scene in Jeepers Creepers where they look and the guy's like got that crazy fucking truck and he's like stuffing bodies in that pipe in the back of the church uh, where it's like the hiding place. It's like a flesh. I have never seen Jeepers Creepers. Oh Only the director is a pedophile. Really? Uh, Who is like, that? Uh, he's like a serial rapist and they let him like just they let him back into Hollywood no issue they're like you don't have to go to Poland it's fine you can come well, who who was it I'm sorry I forgot uh, the, I, forget the name. I just know the guy who directed Jeepers Creepers <laughs> he's a raper and it's like, like, I ain't watching Jeepers Creepers that's full of rapers <laughs> yeah, I, I draw the line at Jeepers Creepers <laughs> dude it's a wild dude. movie 
Yeah, but, but yeah, in like, the movie though, like the idea is if the you art from the artist. <laughs> <laughs> Separate the art from the artist. Um, God. Uh, the fucking scene in the movie is there's like the demon guy stuffing people in a pipe, and like what the fuck's that actor's name? Isn't Jeepers Creepers that young white kid from Accepted and everything? I couldn't even. Do it. I don't fucking know. Um, him and his sister see the guy stuffing the bodies in the pipe. And Justin Long. Justin Long. Thank you. Yeah, he got. You know, he he did that movie Barbarian recently, and then he just got like canceled, quote unquote. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He um. Dude, they're getting everybody. Dude, it, it, it was such a weird scene when I was out there because I was driving there late at night. Yeah. So I stopped at a smoke shop on the way back because I flew in. I didn't have a bowl of smoke, and I stop and this girl in there. I'm like, yeah, why is this place so creepy? She's like, uh, you don't know. I'm like, what? What don't I know? Like, you don't say that to people. You don't, what don't you know? Um, she's like, well, this is the town they based Jeepers Creepers on. That's why it's so creepy out here. It's legit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, yeah. you liar. <laughs> I looked it up and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And I was driving home at night. And I'm like, this is the creepiest fucking ta- like road I've ever been on. It's all, dude, their highways go back and forth in between dirt roads. Yeah. It's fucking oh, we have, scary. Uh, uh, where, where I'm at in my area, where I, I, so I was raised in Southwest Ohio. I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. I live on a farm. Uh, we have a nice big farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. It's nice. I have, uh, I have 15 siblings, but I'm not in a cult. Damn. Like, yeah, my mom adopted. Any like, Mennonites 11. or Amish in your family? I live in Mennonite and Amish country. They're weird. They're scary. Um, she adopted how many? 11. Holy shit. Yeah, my mom's a saint. She's a full-time ER nurse. My Both my parents work full-time, and my, I love my mom. She's the best. That's uh, awesome. I mean, that's something unique to me uh, that I love wild. my mother. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I have, like, 11 adopted siblings. So we live out in the middle of nowhere, and... Um, we your mom's dope she's like i'm just gonna get a farm and we're gonna get like 12 kids <laughs> let them run yeah. free I, yeah. I, I wish I, we I, could no, just have, put them all on a farm i have uh 15 siblings i have more it's just like 11 of them are adopted oh shit <laughs> or those numbers are off i have no fucking idea that's I'm, nuts it's dude. a lot we have a lot of kids that's awesome though uh but where i live in southern ohio it has the uh i think second largest percentage of ufo sightings in the country nice because we live south of Wright Pat Air Force Base, where they will test fly the fighter jets that don't work, and you can literally—I remember one time I could literally see a pilot in like an F-15 or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know what they are anymore, and I, I'm gonna guess the jets. Uh, <laughs> and you would like, but like everyone around there, like my friend's mom wrote a whole book about alien UFO sightings, specifically never abduction or anything. That's just like that's fun, just seeing the ships, and it's just like it's a weird little area right there. And then you ever seen any UFOs? My uncle's actually a UFO. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say yeah. that. No. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have. I get really paranoid, though, because, like, I'll go out in the woods alone or I'll be, which is, like, why the fuck am I doing that? What is wrong with me? I'm a paranoid And I say too. alone, but actually I was out there with a woman a couple times in that sense. Like, my friend's like, let's go for a walk in the middle of nowhere. I was like, sure. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I told you about that uh, alien documentary I was talking to you about. Yeah. I was in my Did you watch Airbnb. It? Yeah. I was in my Airbnb by myself. And Fucking He's telling me about alien stuff. And I'm like, dude, stop. I'm in a big apartment by myself. There's a lot of shadows. No joke. He got me so spun up and I was like stoned. <laughs> I was, I walked into my big Airbnb because it was like a three bedroom type place, like three room yeah. type place. I got everything I needed from the kitchen, locked the door to the bathroom that connected to my bedroom, locked the door to the bedroom. Cause I was like, dude, if aliens get me tonight, it's going to be fucked. Like, <laughs> I, I've got a great story about when they get you when you're thinking about uh, when we get to this book here in a little bit and some of this other stuff I got for you guys, I have a story about locking myself in a bathroom, just freaking out. Like, cause I, I had like weird concurrences happen while reading this book in the middle of like a public place. And then I'm like, Oh, time to freak out. But, um, so to introduce what we're doing here, Adamus <laughs> is a, uh, He's a creature of the night, I think. I think it's the best way I can put it. I know. Uh, he he definitely uh, he's he was explaining to me uh, his views in Marxism and his very common sense reality and belief system, and it makes sense. You know, he's a very educated person, has a strong you know, is uh, a lot of what he's his belief system is based in common sense. So, if you guys want to learn about more, <laughs> yeah. um, no, he uh, just joined yesterday. <laughs> just joined yesterday. I got a cookie when I was there. Um, no, he's he's got some pretty cool inf- information to talk about with us today. We have, uh, I asked him to give us a little bit of a look into the cryptid view as well as some nefarious characters on the East Coast that we may or may not be already familiar with, like uh, you know some of the mob people, some of the the nitty gritty between you know Pennsylvania, New Jersey, D.C., Baltimore, New York, the the little stuff that like may be considered cons- considered conspiracy as well as just inter- interesting history that may or 
may not be told to you in different words or different versions of, of the theories. The How did you get into this information? I uh, attended Southern State Community College for three years. And then while I was there, I got really into Bernie Sanders in 2016. That got me really into politics. And, like, I shouldn't know who the Secretary of Education is. I shouldn't know who every single cabinet member of, like, yeah. Trump's cabinet is. I knew everything. I was, I'm a nut. I can probably name about, I'm not going to do it, but I can probably name, like, 80 senators right now. I can tell you most, like, low-level cabinet. I can tell you how the government works. Can you tell day. me which one of them have the hottest wives? A lot of them have really hot <laughs> <laughs> uh, the. The new the new senator from Alabama. She's a she's she's a baby, uh, baby girl. A rocket. <laughs> she's Alabama but, um, <laughs> So like I studied and then I, I transferred. I, I got my my associate's degree and then I went to Ohio University in Southeast Ohio, not Ohio State for anyone who. The green one. The green one. Yeah. That is, is that the yeah. the, it's the one where the Pauls went. It's where the Logan Paul and Jake Paul went. No. Yeah, they have my favorite nine eleven post. <laughs> uh, literally, it's Jake. It's Logan Paul taking a photo with his Arab roommate, being like, "So glad this guy didn't do nine 11 And it's just like, <laughs> "What? Oh, look up that! It's so it's dude. beautiful. It makes me smile." We should retweet nuts, that. <laughs> yeah, and so like when I was there at OU, like. I I studied political science and history. I have not finished my degree. There's like an asterisk on that. I owe two semesters of French. Yeah, fuck me, sorry. And I hate college so much. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I I got really involved with like reading. I got kicked out at one point because uh, I was just getting drunk all the time. Oh yeah, I hated being Dude, there. Dude, you're preaching to the. We've dropped out of college a dozen times between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like. <laughs> And then, like, the pandemic happened in between that, and, like, I was, like, yeah. I had worked on, uh, I worked for the, uh, the high University Dems, slash, like, just the Dems for the state, hated it. Uh, the guy who was running for governor of Ohio had been, uh, his big claim that he was going around, he was like, hey, I'd been on Jeopardy. And that was, <laughs> they're like, sold, that's, that's no, he's obviously lost. the smartest he guy in Ohio horribly. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he lost horribly, and it was really, like a, like, a sad moment for me, I was like, whatever, and then I was like, you know, this all fucking sucks. I hate this place. And, like, I'm also, like, you're not allowed to, like, learn about stuff. But, like, Marxism is not really taught in colleges. Like, everyone thinks of colleges as these very liberal institutions. But education is, like, a structural thing. It's very entrenched. Yeah. The most, not conservative in the political sense, but conservative in, like, social sense are the views that are, like, advocated the most. Mm -hmm. Um and we've seen, like, you've seen, like, a lot of pushback around that type of stuff in the last couple of years. Like, who won World War II? And, like, that that was a big thing that's been going around lately where they'll be like, oh, the Russians did. And it's like, there's pretty good evidence for that. Whereas the whole thing was like, it's because of the Americans. And it's like, I don't know, man. A lot of Chinese people and Russian people died yeah. to beat those guys. Yeah. And so, like, you get weird stuff like that. Like, there's been, like, re reanalysis of history. And I also was just like... Uh, you can't keep going on this way. It's awful. I like I got really involved with like reading about labor history, and that kind of really radicalized me in a way. And like also, I was uh my my stepdad's an ancient aliens guy. So <laughs> fuck yeah. Dude. And so like I was like nine years old basis. reading the. You didn't the, bring him with you. What the hell? I I would actually. I when <laughs> I got, would have been the best part of my this. my stepdad rocks. He's, What's his name? Uh, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> got it. I'll, I'll get him on the pod. He, he travels for work, so maybe <laughs> I can. Fuck yeah. I, 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 can I, I share this interesting fact? We can take this out later if you want, but uh, he's also a fucking mailman. <laughs> oh yeah, I, we can talk about him. A mailman. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking mailman. The number of mailmen who are just like outright Marxists are like hilarious. It's a high number. <laughs> We're not. Talk about going postal. I, I am I right? Like, there are like six different guys I follow on Twitter that are all mailmen who are like Marxist in Philadelphia. What the fuck? Yeah. Is that a thing? Well, a lot of union. We're all union. I'm uh, National Association of Letter Carriers, and we all like we tend to advocate a lot of stuff like that. Anyways, I, I keep like I need to get to where we're going. <laughs> no, it's okay. We're leading there. It's given the basis so people don't think you're full of shit. This yeah. guy's got some. You can tell he knows what he's talking about. Right? I, I'm I'm a history nut. Yeah. Uh, I was never really into like those guys that are like history guys. Like I, I in the sense of like. They're like really obsessed with World War Two or the Civil War. I'm like, yeah. those are fine. Like, really I, into like Grant and fucking I, all yeah, that yeah. bullshit. And they're great. Like I do like that stuff. I like I like history a lot. But like when you're in college, you meet a lot of guys with like that are really into Nazi Germany as their history program. <laughs> yeah, and it's like what the fuck? Did you ever read the the book White Noise? Uh, Don De 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 Delillo. Don DeLillo. Don yeah. DeLillo. Uh, I did not read it. I watched the movie recently. Ah, I heard. I haven't seen the movie. And then I, I mean, half my state blew up. So. Oh yeah. yeah. It's so it's so weird. It's, Where they shot it. It kind of told the story of what just happened recently, like you're saying about the explosions there, the airborne toxic events. Pretty nuts. Reality. Film was supposed to be an abstraction of reality. 
Like it's supposed to be, but we've caught up. We have no longer like culture can no longer be something that we later meet. It's just it is what our life is yeah. now at all points. It's just where everything you see and everything you read will just show up now well, in your life. The reason I brought it up is the main character. I think his name is Jack or J.K. Gladney. He's a professor. Yeah, of Hitler studies. Of Hitler studies, like the only guy in the whole country starting. It's pretty. Yes, there's some very weird people <laughs> in academia. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I had like a I, we have, we we have people like. A lot of history programs are very conservative of their views, and it's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been working on a joke about this on stage, and it's just like, if you take a political science course or history course, it's insanely fucking racist. Yeah. Like, they, uh, Chinese people, apparently, according to political science, they just don't understand democracy. That's just their thing, you know? <laughs> the Middle Easterners, they just don't, they don't, they can do anything. They can build high-speed rails. They can fucking develop mass society and do universal health care. They can't fucking understand that. <laughs> and it's like, and like political silence, like this thing with like, I had a beef with political science, but it's like, they don't even have the decency to pull out calipers. At least those like old race scientists would just be like, hey, at least there's like this proven measurement. And it's, like, yeah. it's all fake, but like, yeah. and so it's like, uh, right is might is all that ends up being. And it's, it's, just, it's a theory based on, on nothing. It seems like these assumptions about other. Since we can't really address the white elephant in the room, which is yeah. how things are like allocated and resources are done. You have to make up all this other shit for it. Yeah. Political science is like horoscopes. You can subscribe to the realist view, the internationalist view, all this other bullshit, like intro 101 political science stuff. It doesn't matter because we're still going to go do what we're going to do anyways. Like, oh, like, why are we in, like, Yugoslavia or Ukraine? And it's like, well, because that's how we make money for everyone here. Like, yeah. That's just how it is. Like, But you can't address it that way. It has to be, well, because of the nation-building strategies that occur within these nations, it's it's stupid. It's You, you have to do horoscopes, and you can— and horoscripts are bullshit and you can read them and you can find anything in them that works for you. It's great. And so it's just like, that's, I, I hate it. I hate it a lot. Now. Yeah. Let me ask you, is your favorite part of history or the information that you like to educate yourself about in what we're going to talk about? Uh, so the reason I like this stuff is that I think there's a direct connection with like Marxism and like understanding like how your government works and the rights of people and like unionized like labor all of that is connected with the injustice that's perpetrated against its people. Mm. And state criminality is like a big thing I focus on. Uh, the crimes of the state, like, so like there's this basic theory in political sciences. Uh, the state holds the monopoly on violence. You give up your ability to do violence so the state can therefore determine what is violence. Okay. And they can enact upon that. That's how the police work. That's how, like, how we determine punishments. Well, yeah, that's just how any like state works fundamentally, yeah. like, or at least like in the common way we teach it. But all I know is, like, so if, like, the state holds this monopoly on violence, and that will come up again and again throughout this whole thing, what I'm going to talk to you about is they also hold the monopoly on investigating said violence. Uh, you can look at JFK uh, or how just, like, anyone who's been arrested and how evidence gets manufactured against them. For example, uh, who's the... Uh, Richard Jewell. Uh, I don't know who that is. Richard Jewell is the security guard uh, for the 1996 Atlanta bombing that occurred, the Atlanta Olympic bombing. Okay. Clint Eastwood made a movie about him. It's probably one of his best movies. Really? What's the uh, movie? It's called Jewel, Richard Jewell. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn it. They, they really missed a cross promotion thing, though, where it's just a jewel. Like, he's just. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's Paul Walter Hauser playing. Thinking about a guy ripping a jewel and blowing up in the Olympics is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, the FBI is like really bad at their job. They yeah. really should not have one. <laughs> and they, uh, they, they pretty much like the bombing occurs at the Olympics. This guy, the security guard at the park had found it. He, they detonated, blah, blah, blah. He saved thousands of people's lives. It was, he's a hero. And the FBI pretty much just tried to pin it on him because they didn't want to actually do their fucking job and mm -hmm. like, find who did it. And it took about 10 years after they like dragged his name through the mud. And like he died like like not even a couple years after because he was an older fat guy who just like did not take care of himself at all. Security guard. He had security guard body. No, he, he, like, and he didn't, they didn't have regular the, Paul Blart. They didn't have like he. he he is Paul Blart. <laughs> like, uh, and you would know, you would recognize Paul Walter. If I, yeah. You, so it's like they, they can just manufacture evidence at any point. And like, it's like the whole idea of like, you should just never talk to them like cops or like anyone, like you should just avoid that. Like, cause you can incriminate, like you have, you, you should not incriminate yourself in any capacity. And this guy was like a law, a trusting guy. He loved law enforcement. He wanted to be a cop. And like, there's a great scene in the movie where they show him, like, he's like, they're like, do you have any guns? And he's like, yeah, of course this is Georgia. And like they go to his house and it's just wall to wall for a gun. It fucking rocks. Did he also live with his mother? Yes. Yeah, I knew it. Played by Margo, played by Margot Martindale as a fucking sweetheart. Fucking knew it. They tortured his poor mom. They went through her stuff. Like, oh, it's such a good movie. I highly recommend 
Richard Jewell by Clint Eastwood. It. It's, um, I've got a bunch of weird movie wrecks throughout all this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I, I, when I was coming up with all my material for you guys, uh, what, what I originally what so Declan had messaged me and said, hey, do you want to talk about like old Philadelphia power families or old Philadelphia like anything, like just any structural thing about Philadelphia? And I'm like, I don't really know ancient stuff except for like DuPont and like I don't really know DuPont too well. Uh, how about I come on and I get like six or seven things and I just freak you guys out with yeah. weird shit I know yeah. about Philadelphia slash some of the weird philosophies I subscribe to and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. So I'm going to smoke a, a bowl of weed. Okay. And let's fucking start this. What do you guys think? Yeah. There is some stuff I have to make sure I say allegedly a couple times, but other than that. <laughs> Dude, who cares? I really owe a lot to my stepdad on being like the conspiracy minded person I am because like my parents are both like moderate middle ground conservatives. They're not like party people. Yeah. Uh, so like, they're normal people. Like it sounds like they got divorced too. Your parents, my mom, yeah. both my mom and my dad have been, my stepdad have been married three times each. That's Ooh. normal. Yeah. And then like now they're married obviously to each other. And like, <laughs> yeah, like and my, my parents are great. I was, I'm sorry. That sounded terrible. I just, I feel like that sounded uh, terrible. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Uh, but like, I mean like my stepdad's like a very conspiracy minded person. I used to read all these ancient alien books and stuff that he had. And like, <laughs> That's dope. he just like, he, my parents have like a certain way about how things are supposed to be, but like you're allowed to like engage with that stuff. And then my dad is just a total fucking, like, the government's evil, all this shit. Like, he's, it's great. My dad, for a while there, he's not this way anymore. It's funny, we never talked about that shit in the house growing up. Uh, the rhetoric that was pushed to us was like, the guy in charge that I voted for is doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, <laughs> my dad is really was into like that. Do you remember like when you were, like when Facebook was first coming on and like, Everyone got really into atheism and smoking weed and libertarianism yeah. all around the same yeah. time. Yeah, I call it. I mean, does everybody have an older brother? Is that yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I was like in sixth grade, and like I remember, like I, I, I had already had issues with like I was raised Catholic, and like How I already, old are you? Uh, twenty-seven. I don't know oh, why I okay. paused. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to see in comparison. I thought you were older. Yeah, yeah. I look old. I know. <laughs> um, hard living dog, and Ohio will do that. <laughs> Oh, in the water. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, and so, dude, like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to get into this. I'm happy that your oh, step yeah, your stepfather's had such an influence you influencing you on this shit. It's a it's a cool tidbit. I, I was asked him, Raymond. He's never listened to Sam Tripoli. I was just about to ask you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'll have to. I'll, I, yeah, yeah. Hit me with the Sam Tripoli. What's what's the what's the deal? Because I I'm, I'm curious. We can we, we, or we I mean he's he has two podcasts. What we got into it where me and Raymond like I'd say like actually I think this is the best way to put this. Me and Raymond um, were both growing older in our early twenties. I guess like at where we were at. We and both, we were just laborers. Yeah, we just and, worked labor jobs all day. And yeah, just, and we would like bond over a couple few things. You know, smoking some weed, drinking some beers, fishing occasionally. Or a podcast that we both listened to, which yep. was Sam Tripoli yeah. and Johnny Woodard on uh, the Tinfoil Hat podcast or uh, Broken Simulation, which was, which was a secondary podcast that they had created at one point. And there's also a couple other ones. But Sam Tripoli is a comedian, L.A.-based. Um, Johnny Woodard is also an L.A.-based comedian that was also his producer as well. Uh, they do conspiracy theories as well as they interview people like, you know, just much like yourself, someone who's an expert or a person that has a lot of... uh a uh, drunk who reads this stuff all night. yeah a guy who obsesses no i'm kidding yeah. uh people that like have a Listen, you know man, I a good take. trains <laughs> brother actually uh, we're gonna bring that up in a second oh. there's a whole fucking now nah, we'll wait a second on that one he told me this last night dude it's not just conspiracy theories it's also more like uh current events with people that have a an interesting theory on something you didn't know there was a theory to have about you know what i mean yeah. like like uh like you, what type of baking do you do? That's the weirdest thing I've ever fucking heard. Like, yeah. he, he'll talk to somebody that has like a, they're a niche person for this type of specialty of this type of history or this type of. Uh, he'll just get into like, it or, could, like it could be Gematria. JFK or he could be getting into like horoscopes and gematria with people or, or, or like JFK, a person, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or like a person that specifically uses a certain type of healing and yeah. a type of belief system or like, it, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. any other podcaster you know what i mean but yeah. he's a, he's a good comedian he's a little bit more out there he's one of those guys that's like all about trans people and very like open uh liberal-minded very uh, outspoken person he's a cool dude and, and like he he fits in his la comedy scene. sounds like he did something really bad Probably, yeah he, <laughs> he's, dude, he was a notorious covering a drug addict yeah a, a notorious drug addict no i meant like yeah i know i just say uh, whatever 
Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, good podcast. Definitely shout out to the, the, the Tinfoil, pod, Tinfoil Hat podcast. It probably inspired me and you to get into this. Yeah. Nice. When I worked, when I worked at a guitar parts warehouse for like all of COVID, my friends and I were all that way with uh, Behind the Bastards, Chapo Trap House, and... And other just weird shit. We would listen to odd oddball Rogan episodes. I'm not like a advocate Rogan listener, but yeah. I, but everybody that's in the podcast, if they've been listening for a while, you've come across Rogan. You listened to Rogan for a little bit. I was listening to Rogan back when it was like the low two hundreds, yeah, like, I, yeah. <laughs> early hundreds, yeah. And like I, I love him for Fear Factor. I really do. And mm-hmm. like I love his special Strange Times. Like it's he has some great good stuff. Everyone. I won't defend him to the hilt because it's no, like I, that is not worth any hill. People but change shouldn't have over to, their, their. I don't think you should have to defend something that you. There are a lot. H three H three sucks and like <laughs> it is ugly. Like that's my bigger he, him and then his girlfriend or wife is uh, is like annoying. Like they both suck <laughs> and like they do okay content. Actually, I, I gotta be careful. I can't be shitting on people in the business. Fuck them. Dude, we ain't shit. This. He we name searches. Yeah. Oh no we no no. Yeah. I don't, dude, um, you can talk about about whoever the fuck you want. I trash all of my friends in yeah. Oh, Philadelphia comedy, I'm ready. <laughs> dude, who cares? Yeah. I uh I got a lot of my like understanding of different theory from him, but like oh, I get where I was going with this. He's changed as a podcaster over the entire development of his show. So you brought up having to defend him. I don't people, no no don't get me like, wrong I like, don't have to people, no no nobody <laughs> yeah. does I, I and like I don't I don't defend him whatsoever I'm like, sir I'll have you know I definitely think like my opinion of him has changed and I probably don't like him as much as I used to just because of how he's changed now yeah it's how uh, broadcasters change no the actual issue is that I can't watch clips anymore on YouTube like they don't really do the clips anymore like yeah. people used to, like people used to just clip them all the time but now like Spotify like strikes those down unless they're theirs have you heard of the podcast that's 100 percent ai generated joe rogan's voice entire podcast ai no. generated God damn. but like, what you know, i'm sure it sucks it's like a lot of the stuff that does that like they it's like those people that do those like what what if this was a wes anderson movie dude it's like, pretty stuff. good they miss yeah. the heart it's so speaking of it's, it sounds pretty real speaking of ai i was in a, my office in philly uh two days ago you know how the whole harden thing just came out See James Harden. What happened? Where he should have uh, Daryl Morey. Yeah. He was at he was at a camp in China and he was like, I will not play for Daryl Morey ever again. He's a liar. And he said it twice. Nice. And it's it was people thought it was fake. <laughs> He's okay. in a Chinese jail now. Yeah, no, you're right. They just locked him up. <laughs> They've harvested his organs. America was like stuff. Lock him up. <laughs> now um he his his camp actually came out uh saying that their intentions were for him to not play in Philadelphia anymore. So that was it was true. But there was a lot of speculation for the first day or so, and I'm in my office, Sharon Hill, and it's all guys from South Philly. And the one guy goes, dude, it's got to be AI. There's no way he was saying that. There's oh, no way it's real. AI instead of, I thought you were getting very strong opinions about no. people instead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Dude, you right? know it's bad when people with disgusting Philadelphia like, accents. He's like, like, I can't believe he... Dude, it's fucking AI. I, don't even, I can't even believe it. It doesn't even sound like his voice. <laughs> yeah. I heard that, and I'm like, dude, what is going... Where am I right now? Yeah, no. All right, so Adamus, take us down the rabbit hole, buddy. Uh, I'm going to give you guys an easy one. We're just going to talk about the Philadelphia mob for a second, mainly like the stuff like adjacent to like the Irishman. Uh, Wild fact, my grandfather is buried in the same cemetery as Frank Sheeran, the character from. Do you know what the the cemetery is? Which one is that? Holy Cross Cemetery in Yaden. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've got a photo with it somewhere. That's dope. We're... we're from all over Philadelphia and yeah. Delaware County. I mean, we lived, our grandparents lived yeah. in Norwood, in yeah. in that whole stretch, North Philadelphia. I delivered mail in Norwood the other day. <laughs> yeah. Our, our grandfather, our great, uh, uh, great uncle actually had a, a, a maintenance yard and a, scra- a junkyard in like Norwood and everything, yeah. and that whole stretch down there. So, so he like, the mob 100%. Oh, uh, we, yeah. We're Those all, guys 100%. Also, our, I've said this to him before, and my dad probably hates when I bring this up or hears about it, but our family was all jewel thieves. That's yeah. what his family was. They were jewelry thieves, and they they were part of like you know Irish mobs, and they were gamblers. They were gamblers and jewel thieves. Hell yeah! Like we have stories about like tractor trailers getting stolen, mm-hmm. and like they're in the middle of a, a row home street, and it's like it sounds like a fucking like gangster movie. Yeah. You're like, get the fuck out of here! That that happened. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, like so like I always am obsessed with the Irishman story because like obviously the death of Hoffa is a huge thing. Yeah. Hoffa's insane, like as a labor leader, and like. Everyone really forgets that part. Like, that's the big thing about Hoffa. Yeah. A woman like, gave me a Hoffa theory two days ago. Nice. <laughs> the old lady. Hoffa I was in, I was in really Westfield. Sex act, by the way. Let me get you a Hoffa theory in the back. 
she uh, she literally brought up. She's like, of course it was the waste management company over here, and and she said that it was the waste management company in Brooklawn and Westville got rid of his body at a pig farm. My aunt claims that he's buried underneath the stadium. In, Everybody does. In New which York. stadium? Never specified. Uh, yeah, which no, thought, in Philly. I thought the like uh, the story was it was in Med- the Meadowlands, right? The old in Jersey. Meadowlands. Is old that Meadowlands. Jersey or no? Yeah, it's Jersey yeah. up in uh in the, what the fuck is that? It's not New Brunswick, East Rutherford. Yeah, no, um, no. he was buried under the old Meadowlands. Apparently, yeah. There, there's a lot of theories. I've no. I've had people tell me that he was he was eaten by pigs after he was murdered. And, no, and, that takes too long. That's so much work. They'll yeah. just burn the body. Yeah, right. No, they uh, said because they got they ate the whole thing. Um, yeah. like Deadwood. So yeah, like yeah. oh yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, no, so, like, the Philadelphia mob, all I really have ever known about them is that they are insanely fucking violent, like, way more than any other mob organization. Like, uh, there's that nice little clip in the air where they just, like, start, like, showing how everyone dies, and, like, pretty much it goes nuts after, uh, Angelo Bruno dies. He dies in a car bomb. Okay, yeah. And that's the guy played by Harvey Keitel, and, like, he pretty much was okaying everything. He was, he was huge. And, like, he was, big thing was that you couldn't traffic drugs, which is bullshit they were 100 percent trafficking heroin in but like well they, i think also meth was uh, blowing up at the time i think wasn't it meth is a weird one because you can make it because <laughs> i know philadelphia and the carolinas were connected it was like a hub that was there was a production of meth going a lot of the same guys that were in the mob in philadelphia were connected to this north carolina mob family yeah and basically it was coming out through there and, and going back and forth i can't picture mobs in north carolina i can <laughs> yeah I can. What's what's Dude, that place? What's Mom's the Myrtle Beach? The, the Myrtle Beach Mafia, baby. Yeah. No, I just the, can't not think of Danny McBride. Well, I mean, uh, when, uh, one of the big, with a Carolina squat truck, just fucking doing the, mob shit. There's a New York and Philadelphia hub in Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Famously so. Famous. Uh, famous. Uh, Very famous. For, for for reference, that's where uh, when in the Sopranos, when Polly goes to jail for a season, he gets caught with a gun charge in Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah. That's yeah, where, yeah. And like that's just. There's so much weird shit with Youngstown and like I've met a lot. I've met like club guys from yeah. they're fucking. It's weird. It's so weird. There's a whole thing going on in there. Like I said, I don't know a ton about the Philadelphia mob. I just really wanted to bitch about the Irishman and uh, that book. Do you see the Merlino crime family come up? Like Joey Merlino? No, that's like the most popular like name when you're you hear. Oh wait, no, yeah, he's the he's like the young guy. He's like an IG guy. He's Instagram guy, right? Like he's like he was like the younger one of like he was like thirty when he came up, and like everyone else was like fifty something. And I'm not sure. I forget what it is. There's there's one the, guy in who's Philly. Like in the, the next guy for like the Philadelphia mob is like an, like all of them are like super into Instagram. They're like hype beasts. It's hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> no, this I'm talking about people from like the '60s, '70s, '80s. Joey Merlino was uh like apparently the Italian mob leader in philadelphia for years okay. well it was bruno and then it became he was killed and then it became, there's another family oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. another family well but like, like the, but like the main one is the bruno the bruno Scar- the bruno scarfo family and then the merlino family had a lot of irish connections and is where the ira had I mean, a lot of in, connections. In irish hell so. yeah <laughs> the, the merlino family had a lot of irish connections and the whole like the k and a gangs up in in north philly and everything they were connected in like to the ira yeah in, in north ireland Which, uh, yeah ooh. Hell yeah. Which is nuts, and a lot has a large part of, to do in like the all the chaos and the bombings in Philly and all the shit that was going on in those years. Well, yeah, and so like, well, like yeah, after Angel Bruno dies, then it's this guy named Phil Testa, and he just gets blown up with a fucking nail bomb under his porch. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he gets eviscerated. I've been like trying to find like all these guys' like burial sites because I'm just like, this is wild. It's yeah. So, do you think the movie covers the Hoffa theory correctly? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think he was probably killed the way about it seemed in Chicago. Uh, Michigan is it Michigan? Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's there for the for a wedding. The Red Fox thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Red Fox, uh, whatever it's called. Yeah, the country but club. The thing with that is like he, the thing that bothers me about it is there's this guy, and this will get into like more, we'll get more into this. Michael Franchese, he's um a Colombo family uh underboss. He was. He's like the only living guy. Right, that's, now. A, that's in New York. New York. Group, yeah, he's yeah. five families guy, and he claims that he knows who probably killed um who killed hoffa he's like it was not frank sheeran but here's my problem michael francesi is a mob guy who is a born-again christian and never shuts the fuck up about the mob he's like a youtube guy i've heard of this guy he I've heard of this sucks guy. he pisses me off because i'm like you're fucking constantly talking about the mob you're breaking the one fucking rule is he bullshitting i think he i think he's so i think what he is is opsec for the fbi like and a, 
he's he's controlled opposition. Controlled opposition. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's he, the breadcrumb. Yeah, and he just gets to he he totes the line on whatever the fuck they want. I think it's better for the FBI if they don't if everyone thinks that the mob didn't kill the like you know uh, kill Hoffa because I mean he was one of the most prominent labor leaders in the country and a guy who was also the other labor leader of the country, uh, Walter Ruther, who was uh, considered vice president with JFK. Uh, who was like he's he was like he they were gonna go on strike over MLK's assassination and like stuff with all the very progressive guy, one of the most progressive unions in the country, United Auto Workers. He was he had multiple assassination attempts on him and then his plane suddenly crashed and he died. And so like two major labor leaders died like in a pretty relevant time period. And they were probably like, Walter Ruther was probably like one hundred percent assassinated. It's a little too concurrent, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so like Hoffa being assassinated as well, like that's weird. It's concerning because, like, the U.S. government has never actually hesitated to work with the mob ever. And there's a book I've read. It's called uh, Drug Cartels Do Not Exist. And then I recently read Gamora, which is the book about the Italian, the actual, like, the, like the Sicilian mafia. And they pretty much, they, they, they pretty much argue that, like, these are all kayfabe. They're not real. They are guys that we let operate. If you, this actually ties in the person. You, have you seen The Departed? Yeah, I have not. No, have you oh. ever seen The Departed? Oh fuck! Baby. It was yeah. on the PS3. Dog. It, it, this part doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah I'm not spoiling it for you horribly. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a, uh, there's the, no such the, thing the, as a spoiler alert on a 20 year old movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert, whatever. Uh, Jack Nicholson plays a mob boss in it who informs pretty much for the FBI. He is the head of the uh, Boston family. Mm-hmm. It's supposed and to be Whitey. It's supposed to be Whitey Bulger. It's it? kind of Whitey it's Bulger. The hint. It's and he is just straight up. Like he's informing on people honestly. Like their head guy is the guy who forms the mob, turns up, turns over people all the time, and then hands them over. And so that's like why the mob really exists. It's not real in that sense. Like first off, it was a conspiracy to believe that the mob is real. This thing of ours, Costa Nostra, is a conspiracy. There is actually no technical evidence for it. Yeah, uh, which is why I like talk about the nature of conspiracy and how it works that way. There is. No evidence that the mob exists technically. <laughs> like it's not a real thing. No organized. It's all wolf speak. It's all like the yeah. the, the like the the stories of the families and the stories in Italy and everything. It was it's a all... conspiracy to believe that the Cosa Nostra existed. That was it's wild to me. So I'm guessing there must be some type of papers or like things from the government. That, I mean, we that are classified. We understand about how things, an organization right? works. So I argue pretty much that like the mob pretty much just exists for the government. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Boardwalk Empire? I, you see, you said you, you watched Deadwood. I was like, hell yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, Lucky Luciano, who is one of the you know one of the main founders of the mm-hmm. families, and Meyer Lansky, who is Jewish mafia, they pretty much were our guys. We broke we broke uh, Lucky Luciano out of Italian prison to bring him here to the U.S. to union bust the docks during World War II. Interesting. Yes, and so like <laughs> we have had an affiliation with those guys forever. Uh, then there's like you know about Murder Inc. Murder. heard of that I don't yeah know why that's I like the mob system for assassinating and killing targets and they're like yeah they stopped doing it in 1935 or whatever year it was and it's like yep yeah that's how of highly effective programs work they just you know they just stop them and then they find out they're wrong <laughs> and then they stop doing them like so who stopped it like who, what are you talking that's yeah they claim that they stopped doing it they cl- yeah. it was incorporated pretty much into like the intelligence communities communities forms of assassination and we we use the mob for everything. I mean, that was so. Who was who is who do you think is instructing the mob? Is this a, a three letter name? Okay, Handlers. like CIA, FBI. What is this? All of them. Oh, they yeah. go, uh, CIA for international reasons, and obviously CIA has never hesitated. That's against their. They'll charter. have a different role. Yeah, you can pretty much use them for anything. It's great. They can traffic any stolen goods you need. Uh, if you saw The Irishman, there's a great little scene where Frank Sheeran delivers a bunch of guns to. I love that scene. It, I think it's not in the He's original. Like Frank, it's drive the truck. He's like, drive the truck down to Florida and deliver it down to the Miami port, right? For the war, the, for the Bay of Pigs invasion with, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> like, what, the, what yeah. the fuck is that guy's name? The redhead guy. Fucking goddamn it. I can't remember. Like, it's Cause they, they, they cut to a scene where he's giving a speech on the Senate floor. Yeah. Rob, Bobby Kennedy. Uh, yeah. He's like, he shakes the guy. He's like, he's got a big head with weird ears. The guy with weird ears. He was a fucking, I know. I can't fucking remember. It's Steve, uh, you, you know, who famously played him in JFK is, uh, Joe Pesci. And I, why is my, I gotta look. Good. David Ferry, God yeah. damn. David Ferry died suddenly of cancer out of nowhere. Also, yeah. right before, like when, like the, like they're trying to like investigate the JFK assassination. Um, yeah, he shows up as a nice, little, he's a little cameo, which I'm like yeah. that. That movie's so dumb for cameos. I love it. It's funny that they, for being like a, a very main stage movie. Oh, you guys will show that one. That's a funny. It's a funny theory to talk in the main waves. 
because they had to do the book justice the book kind of like charles so charles brant wrote the irishman or i hear you paint houses why the fuck they changed the name of that movie? Great fucking name. That book has got a great name. I know it sounds like one of those like edgy lesbian books, like 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 you know like those queer literature. You'll see them. You're like I, uh, I know these. No, I don't know why the fuck I, I was gonna say. I know this much to be true. I'm like that's that's a lyric to a song, but yeah. also that is what book titles are now. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, the deer walks silently in the woods. And it's like you don't need ten words for your book title. Just make it two. Call it Speed Racer. Done. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> i love that movie anyways though um so like charles brant also wrote a book on jfk and no one respects it and everyone called him a huge fucking loser for writing it they fucking hate him they're like he has no idea what the fuck he's talking about it's mostly a cover-up book like it makes no fucking sense so that's why i'm like the irishman stuff is so weird do you think the, do you think any of these um mob individuals were involved with jfk i don't know if you yes 100 okay. so so that leads into this right? so i'll kind of pivot out of that uh there was this book that was recently released called american exception by uh aaron good who is this professor at temple um he is it, it pretty much argues that our it, he wrote a book on the deep state now there's the q sense of the deep state which is not what i subscribe to in any capacity they throw that term around pretty loosely uh, but it's the state within the state, uh, obviously, in that sense. Um, and it argues, he argues a tripart model. There's the public-facing portion of it, which is our government. There's the military aspect of it. And then there's literally everything else, which includes, like, the mob, specifically. The mob is the criminal part of it that can act that they where they can't. And they can pretty much do assassinations, help facilitate movements, anything illegal. That's the illegal side that really works really well for them. So when they were talking about the deep state, it's like, it's the state it's pretty much when your state is acting in the favor of pretty much just like wealthy moneyed interests uh at the top level it's like yeah i mean that's that's kind of how that one works i don't know the mob and so like the mob falls into it that way pretty easily like we assassinated the prime minister of italy after world war ii well we quote unquote uh in these operations it's complicated but for the for the short of it is after world war ii is this, is this mussolini after mussolini was dead uh and hung uh everyone if you ever want to see a crazy photo look up the photo of him and his wife hung up upside down yeah uh just hung him in the streets motherfucker had it coming yeah right <laughs> fuck fuck mussolini that, yeah, that, that's, an, that's an easy one uh, that's an easy one <laughs> the main like group of resistance in uh italy after world war ii and like in most of europe were the communists like yeah. they were the most ardent anti-fascist <laughs> uh, and so like we would use the mob to help in italy help assassinate a lot of those guys and like a lot of like deep state structural stuff and stuff with vietnam all like form around that time it's weird uh that's just like kind of a light tangent i will i will get to the, like the real meat of what i wanted to talk to you guys about this is and so what what this is is a book called program to kill the politics of serial murder by david mcgowan he passed away in 2015. He was this independent researcher. His research is not 100% accurate. I will always like disclaim that. But for the most part, he is an incredible writer. And I read this book and it changed my brain and how you, you, you can't look at crime the way, same way ever again. It really fucks you up. So one of the main stories to understand this that he uses in the first part of the book is the case of Henry Lee Lucas. He was a serial killer, and according to all statistics, the most prolific serial killer in the United States history. He claims to have been born in a pretty much like a child mill across the border in Mexico that is part of a satanic cult. <laughs> I oh, forget shit. what happened, but there was like some type of situation where they found him. They found him out where like someone ended up like a, a like a welfare visit or a call, and a police officer showed up to the house, and he had a skull. As an ashtray in his living room. Uh, that's I don't think that's Henry. Really Am I think if I think of a different? I don't know person. who you're thinking off the top of my head. There's another very prolific uh, serial killer who was just a farmer that like was just like chopping bodies and making ashtrays. The thing with Henry Lee Lucas, so he's he's accused of committing over 600 murders. Jesus Christ! Now all in te like in Texas? Uh, no, across the country. So this, uh, is, this is the so, one you brought up to me in the car, right? So this is this is like understanding like the the program to kill explains like he pretty much argues that serial killers don't exist really in the way we understand them and it's a pretty big critique of how like police departments work uh if you even if you don't take a lot of the satanic and hypnotism stuff that he has in here it's if you just take some of the more basic stuff it will really fuck with you so henry lucas is uh 
on death row in Texas in like, I think 1997, 98. He's been there for like 30 years. I think he, he was arrested pretty early on. And not that early, he killed 600 he fucking didn't, people. Well, the plot twist, he did not kill 600 people. Dude, he's putting up fucking... Oh, yeah. and, well, hold on. I, I, this, so this is... Yeah. Putting up numbers, dude. <laughs> yeah. Numbers um, on the board. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a stay on his death sentence by one George W. Bush, governor of Texas at that time, is the only person that he pardoned from the death penalty in Texas. Like, George Bush got... So many people executed. He was the most, most people have been executed under George Bush more than any other governor. He liked executing people. Fine, whatever. I don't give a shit. Well, I do, but. And he pardons Henry Lee Lucas to commute it only down to life because it turned out that he did not commit 600 fucking murders. He committed probably a lot, probably maybe closer to 30. What they did was they took him and he also had a friend that off the top of my head, I can't remember his name, who was also a serial killer. And allegedly, serial killing buddy. The yeah, they were. No, they, <laughs> there's some weird shit around these guys. But anyways, they took them after they'd been arrested and took them on a tour of the country where they cleaned out all the unsolved murders from a lot of old police departments. They're like, "Oh, who killed this guy in Baltimore, Maryland?" Oh, uh, yeah, we did it. They just started pinning them. They pinned them all on them. They would just because he would just confess to it. And so it's shoddy police work, obviously. But like that was the idea. That's what they're doing. Um, I don't really cover him too much in this, but, uh, Ted Bundy is probably one of those, uh, yeah. Ted Bundy, I was there's a say, lot of murders he too. really could not have committed. Yeah. He probably did that sorority house in the story, like of whatever the fuck he did. Yeah. But he, yeah, he's weird. I've heard that. I've heard that plenty of times. Like a bunch like, of murders. He just, they, they, so what the main theory is that they put a bunch of murders on people after they commit them, uh, after they committed, normally you've committed one to two. Uh, so, but also one of the main arguments of this book is that weak numbers, by the way, one to two. Weak so numbers. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about three people and then I'm going to explain Operation Phoenix. If you know what Operation Phoenix is I from don't. Vietnam, I will loosely do these real quick. No, you're good. Take as much time as you like. So that was Henry Lucas. That's, he was awful. It's fucking easy. Uh, you've probably heard of these two people, well, at least one of these people, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Gary Heidnick, and Dennis Nielsen. Dennis Nielsen. Dennis Nielsen. Dennis Nielsen is a British serial killer. This is so he's kind of an oddball in what I'm going to explain. He, these guys all were what they call collectors. They would take people, they would hold them captive, and then they would kill them mm-hmm. and normally commit some form of cannibalism. All three of these guys uh, were in the military. They were stationed in East uh, in West Germany uh, during the Cold War. Uh, Dennis Nielsen was British, so he's not at the same base, but he was part of allegedly some. MK Ultra style experiments on him. This is getting fucking crazy. Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer was in MK Ultra, and Gary Heidnick was dosed with something. He was not in the same program as Dahmer, but was exposed to a similar chemical issue that fucked his brain up pretty crazy. And so all three of these guys are over there. And around that same time, he alleges in this book that uh, a bunch of people were turning up, like a bunch of headless corpses were turning up around this time. It's just weird. Nielsen's not too important, but so you got to get the structure of what I'm saying there. Like, this is a weird pattern. Why the fuck is that happening? Yeah. yeah. And so that's where I get into Operation Phoenix, which is a program that we enacted during Vietnam. It was a terrorist pro- terrorism program, a fear-spreading program, whatever you want to call it, uh, where we would do everything imaginable to the victims, the corpses, the bodies, et cetera, of Vietnamese people using these elite killers that we had, Green Berets, et cetera, special intelligence, any type of group to strike terror and fear into the civilian population of Vietnam. That is the basic way of understanding that. So like effective mutilation to cause like a fear monger. Yeah. Or like, so like in the, we did something in the Philippines one time where uh, there was a allegedly, and it's so fucking dumb. There's an alleged rumor that the Philippines believed in like a local myth of a cryptid type vampire. And so they, took a body, these local American forces took bodies and were draining them of all their blood and then hanging them up in trees to scare the forces. They didn't believe it. It's psychological terror. Yeah. We have, you know, programs dedicated into our military and government, all sorts for that shit. It's, I mean, we have a special psychological warfare program. We have all sorts of stuff we know about, don't know about. You get the idea. So 
well, during Vietnam and before it, we had a very big issue with civil unrest and people don't really like a lot of the stuff we're doing, blah, blah, blah. Like the government's having a big pain in the ass with that. So, yo, let the dog in. I don't want someone to murder. <laughs> like, Are you getting paranoid? <laughs> nah, it's just, I feel like someone's going to murder the dog now. <laughs> Roscoe. Oh, he's dead, dude. He's gone. Yeah. Hey, buddy. So, right, Jesus Christ. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 where was I? Uh, it's documented very well that uh, we know we did that 100% to the extent is probably wild. I think it's like 100,000 people were killed through it, which is insane numbers to put up. So run run me the same. The, which people? Three of these people? Nielsen, Dahmer, and then... They were all stationed in East Germany, and they probably the all went place. through similar MK Ultra type So the assumption is these people were the ones performing these acts. So hold that. They're, this is what's happening in Vietnam. We probably did it in Korea and several other places, but we're doing domestic terror programs. And, well, and so, like, there's an argument that the FBI and the CIA took this program and brought it to the U.S., and did an operation, a, a domestic operation, Phoenix in the U.S. through serial killers. That is what he kind of argues in this book. Uh, is that through, they were doing the same thing on U.S. soil? It's highly effective everywhere else. Why would it not be here? And like you, it doesn't have to work. You can ignore people. You can take military people. You can take anyone. Charles Manson is probably the most notable example. Yeah. Uh, he was a domestic terror program. If you read the book Chaos, you know about Chaos, or you I've heard of the it, Rogan heard interview it. with Tom O'Neill. Heard plenty about Charles Manson to know. Co about so, it. and I'll get to CoIntel Pro again here in a second. The FBI had a program of of encouraging radical people to be infiltrated and have groups like the Manson family fuck with the Black Panthers and other groups to cause civil civil riots, all the, all these riots and stuff, and cause different issues. And get rid of, you know, a pain in the ass for them. The Jager who didn't like the fucking Black Panthers. That's not fucking hard to figure out. And they would pretty much, they're just like, okay, well, why don't we just do that program, but also with serial killers? It probably would work pretty well. Yeah. And Manson was probably one of the first ones in that program. <laughs> and so that's kind of like what they argue with this book, that serial killers don't really exist. And so I'll give you an example of one. Uh, who do I got? I have, do you know who uh, Eileen Vernos is? You ever heard of Monster, the movie Monster, starring Charlize Theron? No. She, she, she's a baddie. Uh, <laughs> she's a rock. She is the first woman executed in the state of Florida. Uh, okay. Um, I've heard a little bit of it. a 1990-something, 98 movie starring her called Monster. I think it's Academy Award winning. I think it's Best Picture. No, it's not Best Picture. It's it's up there. She, I think she won Best Actress. And Eileen Reynolds was a prostitute who was horribly abused, had the worst fucking life imaginable. And she later killed Seven Johns. And, well, it's actually eight, I should clarify, I think, if I'm correct on that. And she killed all these Johns, and they called her a serial killer for it. Um, I would probably argue, no, it was probably crime of desperation. But she, the last guy, that she, one of these guys that she's accused of killing, she probably did not kill. But the she had his car. He had been murdered, probably unrelated, and she had purchased the car illegally and was in the process of the, on the, being on the run, and they just pinned that murder on her. They it So on. that's, like, what they do. Uh, any of these types of murders can be just pinned on anyone. It doesn't really matter. The Zodiac Killer. Was the Zodiac Killer one guy or 20 fucking different people acting yeah. all fucking weird from military I, experiments? Mm -hmm. mm, pretty good evidence that it was not one guy. <laughs> it doesn't really match up. And so, like, you get, like, it makes it really easy to deal with these crimes. There's a guy, there was a guy in Texas recently. They had let him out. He had, been, he had committed murder of a child. And then they're just like, hey, by the way, he's been murdering people for like the last 10 years. It's like, damn, that's crazy. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> no you way. Know? Or um, there was a case in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, where a guy who had a fucking parole officer had three fucking people in his basement for years. And it's just like, what the fuck? How? He lived in a fucking shack. And then he died. He managed to kill himself in his prison cell, right? In Columbus, Ohio. Of uh, course. Right while he was on trial. It's like, how do these things fucking happen? Like, And it's like. Well, uh, McGowan argues that it's all domestic terrorism, like, to scare the fuck out of you, because it's highly effective. You get what you want. Uh, the police get more funding. The FBI get more funding. They get to do whatever the fuck they want to people. It's scaring and my butthole. It's oh. also, like, it's all, like, downstream of MKUltra, controlling people's hearts and minds, and yeah. terrifying people. And, like, it, and it's like, like, they said they stopped doing MKUltra research, you know, in the 70s. And they're like, yeah, we just didn't figure anything out. We didn't figure out how to hypnotize yeah, okay. people or control their minds. And it's like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. We just stopped. <laughs> we didn't, just didn't think there work. was anything useful. And like a lot of that stuff that's crazy. Again, about we found a working program. We're done. Yeah. MKUltra is <laughs> wild because they took all that research pretty much from like 
around the world, but also all the illegal fucking experiments the Nazis did on Jewish yeah. people in the concentration camps. Hey guys, thanks for listening. That was the first part of a long-form conversation we had with Adamus. Follow the show on Instagram at 555-LET-ME-CALL-YOU-BACK and on Facebook at the Let Me Call You Back podcast. You can follow Declan at Declan Loves Meatballs, and you can find me at Ray underscore Brooks, B-R-O-O-X. If you want to see more from Adamus, you can find him on Instagram at the Rhinestone Cowboy. See you next week, guys.